0: Blob Talk Radio. And right. hey, you know what? The longer it takes us to figure that out, the better we are. The better we are. We just keep working. And we keep getting better, all right? Day after day. We'll be better we really tomorrow than we were today, all We But you guys, I'm really we free about it. You guys are one hell of a football team. Who's got it better than us? Nobody! North Carolina ain't a damn, dang client, bitch. I'm a honor from the earthquake country. I can make the earth shake, about to bring it back like the 89 earthquake. So Throw a pass me, I'ma catch it like Crabtree. Who got the cush? Cause the smoker gotta have tree. And pass the joint cause the player gotta have mo. I the a blunt down the middle like Frank Doe. A quarterback don't bullet like Kaepernick. And take a poodle out the game like Alex Smith. Red and gold, that's the color of the realest. Staying on my toes, call me Patrick Willis. We back up in it. Is my team winning. I'm the comeback kid. All I need is one minute. We winning like the 80s, it's a Super Bowl city. Fit take another ring? home. Super Bowl, nobody fucking with us. I got ready gold in my head. Wild West got the game turned down. Who got it better than nobody. that? Who got it better than that? Who got it better than that? Who Who got no pick break for 85 yards if he opted hella quick. No stadium, new ring. Same team, hard since keys are 49ers. We are hating on the city, but they can't go quick. I fucked the court crap free and both win. Breaking records like we doing vinyl Stanley Davis. You potty the whole line go. That's the Bartolo name, the Super Bowl affiliated. Bowman and Willis, such a frame you you gon' really hate it. We elated, not a fan, is a fine man. Do it like the 80s and move right by the road Seahawks, real life, no weak talk. Go hard on the corners, never take a weak off. Ain't nobody fucking with us. I got Reddit gold in my cup. The Wild West got the game turned up. You heard I'm a baby from the 80s I was born on the turf I go back like Garrison Hearst and be young Diamonds on my fingers so just call me Steve Young like Justin Smith I go hard on the defense line Let a hater hate I'm still gonna rip my Here come the kickoff But I'm gonna run it all the way home Yeah, I'm gonna Red and gold Bloody come and get it if you want it Yeah, we gonna set it off Do you like Whitner? Rip your damn helmet off I'm lucky number seven cause your boy deliver Throwing bombs from the bay over the Mississippi River They ain't messing with us Put the subs to the projects through the Steiner, kiss your bicep, huh? As soon as we touch down, we gon' burst out. Run through them like Borg, going for the first oh down. I, I got ready gold in my cut. Wild West got the game turned up. Who got it better than that,
1: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Nine the Faithful. Thanks for tuning in. Hope everyone had a blessed week. Today, I'm going to go over mini camp to some things to get excited for in training camp. And, of course, take your phone calls and texts as well. The number to call in is 646-668-8467. That number again, 646-668-8467. And the number to text in to the show is 408-785-0315. That number again, 408-785-3015. But before we get started, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at ninerfaithfulradio at gmail.com. Or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or tittles, uh, twittles, Twitter for details. And also, remember go to SeatGiant.com for any of your ticket purchases. And when you use the promo code NinerFaithfulRadio, you save on any ticket purchase and you help out the show. That site again is SeatGiant.com and the promo code is Niner Faithful Radio. It's all one word. So now that that's over with, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Good to see everybody. Or at least I don't see y'all. But at least uh, it's good to have everybody with me today. And the people are going to listen to the podcast as well as the live viewers. All right. So where did I put my show notes? Oh, yeah. Email. Nope. Not email. Man, I had this just set up. And somebody had to come and mess it up. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. So we're going to off this show yet again for the second week in a row with sad news. Former t- Niners tackle Keith Fanhorse has passed away on Tuesday, last Tuesday. Fanhorse was drafted by the Niners in the second round, 35th overall of the 1974 draft. He spent his entire 14-year career with the Niners, appearing in 193 games, 160 starts, the second most among offensive linemen in Niners history, and the eighth most regular season appearances in franchise history. He also started in all po- 10 post-season contests that he appeared in. Van Horse was a two-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, '83 and '84, and made the Pro Bowl in '85 and also was a part of the first two championship teams. He also was a two-time recipient in 81 and 86 of the Bob McKittrick Award, which is annually given to the Niners' offensive lineman, who best represents the courage, intensity, and sacrifice depl- displayed by the longtime offensive line coach during his 21 years of service to the Niners. So, R.I.P. And And um, as a lot of you, I'm sure, know, Keith's brother, Jim, played linebacker for us too and won three Super Bowls. And they played uh they got to play seven years together. So that was pretty cool. So I was able to go follow um a reporter and they had put out what was essentially our quote unquote starting offense and starting defense, at least in training camp. And so they went, obviously, Jimmy G. Cool at quarterback. Jarek McKinnon at running back. They have Bruce Miller. For some reason, they put Bruce Miller as our tight end, but that's not true. That's, that's juice. I don't know why they put Bruce Miller. We have uh, George Kittle and – or, Garrick Selleck and George Kittle were our starting tight ends. Pierre Gasson and Marquise Goodwin were our starting receiver. Uh, Trent Taylor was injured but it was uh, Victor Bolden, Aldrick Robinson, or Dante Pettis that took their spot, or his spot. Joe Saley, our left tackle, left guard, Lincoln Tomlinson, center, obviously, Weston Richburg. Mike Person slash Joshua Garnett were rotating at right guard, and our left guard was obviously Mike McGlinchey. Our starting defense, um, our defensive fans were uh, Solomon Thomas and Eric Armstead. And our inside players are no tackle and D tackle were DeForest Buckner and Earl Thomas. I think they meant Earl Mitchell, but they put Earl Thomas. I don't know. That was weird. And side linebacker was Eli Harold. They moved Ruben Foster to the will, which is apparently where they're they're planning on keeping him. And then Michael, uh, Malcolm Smith started at middle linebacker. And then our left cornerback was Richard Sherman and Jimmy Ward were injured. So it was Treverius Powell or Trevarius Moore. Right cornerback was Akilah Witherspoon, and nickel corner was Kwan Williams. S- starting s- strong safety was jaquas Tart, and our starting free safety was, of course, A.C., the Punisher, Adrian Colbert. So, Lincoln Thomason starting at guard. I, I didn't see Jonathan Cooper. Now, Shanahan, of course, is going to say don't look into it, you know, blah de blah blah all that type of stuff. But I'm actually really curious to kind of see if that means Jonathan Cooper is on the inside looking out so far. Uh, Okay, ladies and gentlemen, remember to update your calendars. We have some information. This is one of our big announcements. Uh, July 18th, rookies, first-year players, and quarterbacks can replay training camp. But Kyle Shanahan has already stated that they won't make the the rookies and and those players come in a week early. They're going to go ahead and um, let them come in with the – Rest of the squad. So the 25th is the earliest training camp, full squad training camp can begin with the first Prada practice coming July 28th. And then we also on August 15th and 16th hold joint practices at the Houston Texans facility. So Shanahan pretty much said he doesn't know dates, but the coaches are going to come back that Monday. And that following Thursday, which I believe is the 25th, will be um, the opening of training camp. So just to make sure, let's see, just to make sure, that would be the 23rd, the coaches would be back, and the 26th would be the first practice, and then obviously the 28th. Which is Saturday would be the first private practice. So we're just a little over one, a little over a month away, in a week and a day. So in eight days it'll be a month away. So we've got a month and eight days until training camp. Can't wait. Uh, so the Niners announced head coach, or the San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan announced the team's. 2018 bill walsh the nfl diversity coaching follows follows on tuesday nick ferguson nick ferguson played safety in nfl from 2000 to 2009 and will work with the san francisco's defensive backs this marks the second consecutive season he will work with the team as a coaching fellow follow he is currently an nfl football youth and high school football ambassador and sports analyst Following his playing career with the New York Jets, 2000 to 2002, Denver Broncos from 03 to 07, and Houston Texans from 08 to 09), he went on to receive coaching internships with the Texans in 2012, the Seahawks in 2014, and the Broncos in 2015. Ferguson received his bachelor's degree in business at Georgia Tech in 1996 and currently pursuing his Master's of Sports Administration from Kansas – Consensus College in Buffalo, New York. Oh, that was a mouthful. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Can't, can't, huh? Gotta catch my breath after that. I definitely didn't expect it to take that much breath away from me. <laughs> okay, we got Robert Flagler. Fagerger who worked with who will work with the San Francisco 49ers returns to the team after being selected by San Francisco in the first round in the 25th overall of the 1987 draft. He was also a member of two two Super Bowl championships, 23 and 24 teams. He he played 5 seasons in the NFL with the 49ers 87 to 89, the Cardinals 90 to 91. Before he started his coaching career, as a navigating through high school coaching ranks in, Firmadina, Beach, and Jacksonville, Florida, from 2001 to 17. Flagger, made the jump from professional level assistant as an assistant running back coach during the teams during training camp with the New York Jets. In 2017, a former running back. At Clemson University, Flander earned his coaching certificate from the school in 1987 and would later receive his degree in business management from the University of Phoenix in 2016. We also have Van Malone. Malone joined San Francisco's San Francisco after serving as Southern Methodist Methodist University's Defensive Coordinator from 2015 through 2017. Malone, a former defensive back, played collegiately at the University of Texas before spending four seasons with the Detroit Lions through 94 through 97. Malone has served as a wide receiver coach at North Dakota State University in 2003, cornerbacks coach at Western Michigan University in 2004, and defensive backs coach at the University of North Texas in 2005 and Texas A&M University 2006 through 2009. Defensive back coach and recruiting coordinator of the University of Tulsa in 2010 through 2011 and defensive backs coach Oklahoma University in through 2012 through 2014 before joining S- SMU will work with the 49ers outside linebackers. I know this next selection got a couple people excited on my Facebook that are from Fresno. Uh, Ricky Manning Jr. Ricky Manning Jr. will work with the 49ers defensive back. Spent six seasons at an NFL cornerback with the Carolina Panthers through 2003 to 2005. Chicago Bears oh six and oh seven, and the Yams in 2008. He appeared in any four regular season games, 28 starts, and registered 237 tackles, 14 interceptions, 33 pass defense, 7 fumble recoveries, and 4 sacks and 4 forced fumbles. He also saw action in 10 postseason contests, 6 starts, and added 31 tackles, 9 pass defense, and 5 interceptions. Manning Jr. began his coaching career as head coach of Edison High School in Fresno in 2012. Before joining Fresno City College in 13 through 14 as a secondary and defensive assistant coach. He then joined Fresno State University in 2015, where he served as a graduating assistant working with the defensive backs. Manning Jr. next served as the assistant defensive backs coach with the Seattle Seacocks from 2016 through 2017, where he worked closely with former cornerback Richard Sherman. 49ers cornerback Richard Sherman, a four-year starter at UCLA and Manning, Jr., earned his first team All-American Pac-10 honors in three consecutive season, seasons through 2000 to 2012, or two. He graduated from UCLA with a bachelor's degree in history, in addition to earning another bachelor's degree in business administration with the emphasis in organizo- organizational leadership from Fresno Pacific University. Lamar Owens Owens. Lamar Owens will work with the 49ers quarterbacks after entering his third season as the Georgia Institute of Technology's special teams coordinator. He also served as the school slot backs coach since 2010. Owens, who was, was a quarterback at the Naval Academy through 2002 through 2005, also coached at Georgia Institute. Of technology since he began his coaching career, working with the quarterbacks as as a graduate assistant in 2008. As a full-time starter in the Navy in 2005, Owens led the offense to generate an NCAA-leading 319.3 yards per game rushing yards per game. Owens also received his bachelor's degrees in economics from the University of Maryland in 2008. Okay, we only got a couple more. Chris Samuels. Samuels will work with the Fort ers offensive line. He spent his entire professional playing career as the starting left tackle for the Washington Redskins through 2000 to 2009. After being drafted as the third overall pick in 2000 out of the University of Alabama, with starts in all 141 regular season and three pro season contests, he earned trips, six trips to the Pro Bowl, 2002, 2003, 2006 through 2009. Throughout his career, he received the Ed Block Courage Award in 2002. After retiring from the NFL, Samuels returned to the Redskins as a minority coaching intern and worked with the offensive line. He served as a team's offensive coordinator at Manti T. Blunt High School in Playa Purchard, Alabama, in 2011. Samuels returned to the University of Alabama in 2002 and, cur- and currently serves as the offensive assistant line coach under head coach Nick Sagler. Samuels played all four years at Alabama, 96 through 99, and was voted on an, an, an unanimous All-American and won the Outland Trophy as a senior in 1999, which is presented annually to the nation's top interior lineman samuels graduated from alabama with a degree in human environmental science in 2013. roman sopolo sopolo who will work closely with the first 49ers offensive line has former has coached at the university of nebraska since 2015. roman is the son of former 49ers offensive lineman jesse Sapolo, who was a part of four championships That's 19, 23, 24, and 29. Roman played four seasons of the offensive line at uni- Oregon State University 2010 t- through 14 and later began his coaching career as an assistant loss of associate offensive line coach as a senior after he his season was cut short due to injury. He then worked with the Cornhusker staff as an offensive quality control coach, working with the offensive line prior to becoming an offensive graduate assistant. So Polo received his bachelor's degree in cultural outreach at Oregon State and went on to earn his master's degree in higher education administration while at Nebraska. Okay, we only got one, two, three. Okay, Jonathan Scott. Scott was who appeared also will work with the 49ers offensive line. Spent nine years in the NFL appearing in 71 games, 35 starts, and four preseason contests, three starts. Along the offensive line with the Detroit Lions in 6 and 7, Buffalo Bills in 08 and 09, Pittsburgh Steelers in 10 and 11, and Chicago Bears in 12 and 13, and the Atlanta Falcons in 14. Following his playing career, he served as an offensive line intern with the Arizona Cardinals in 2016, as he served as the running game coordinator and the offensive line coach at Episcopal School of Dallas in 2017. I'm pretty sure. I do not know how to say that word, but I'm pretty sure y'all got what I meant. Scott, a four-year starter at the University of Texas, was a two-time unanimous All-American in 2004 and 2005, and was a part of the 05 championship team that defeated USC in the Rose Bowl. He graduated from Texas with a bachelor's degree in radio, television, and film with a minor in business administration. Charuda Azuda Daribi? I don't even know. (laughs) Uh, Joined San Francisco Bill Walsh Minority Fellowship after working as a graduate assistant and recruiting intern with the University of Colorado since 2015. Who will, he will work with the defensive lineman and played four seasons, 2010 to 2013, at Colorado as a defensive end. He finished his playing career ranked second in school history and forced fumbles ten and sixth in sacks with twenty. He spent a brief time with the New Orleans Saints as an undrafted free agent in two thousand fourteen prior to the start of his coaching career graduated from Colorado with a bachelor's degree in communications, as well as a master's degree in learning sciences and human development. James Willis is our last coaching fellow to ship to announce Willis who will work with the 49ers linebackers joins the San Francisco staff with the NFL experience as both a player and a coach. Wilson, originally drafted by the fifth round draft pick by the Green Bay Packers in 1993, played seven seasons in the NFL with the Packers in 93 94, the Eagles through 95 and through 98, and Seattle in 99. He appeared in 93 regular season games, 44 starts, and totaled 313 tackles, 11 passes defense, five forced fumbles, four interceptions, and two forced fumbles. He also saw action in four postseason contests, two starts, and added eight tackles and one forced fumble. In 2001, Willis played one season with the Birmingham, Birmingham Thunderbolts of the XFL and won the league's MVP award. He began first began his coaching career as a defensive graduate assistant at Alma, Alburn. I didn't say Alma. Alburn University. Alburn University for three seasons. To 01 through 03, before serving as linebacker's coach at the University of Rhode Island in 04, Temple University in 05, and back at Auburn in 06 through 08. In 2009, he became assistant line head coach slash linebacker's coach at the University of Alabama under Coach Nick Saban. Following his time in Tuscaloosa, he served as assistant head coach, defensive coordinator at Texas Tech University. In 2010, before coaching in the UFL with the Virginia Destroyers in 2001 to 2012, 11 through 12, sorry. As a defensive coordinator assistant head coach slash linebackers coach, he spent the 2013-14 seasons as the University of Louisiana's D coordinator slash inside linebackers coach. Willis most recently served as a defensive assistant and linebackers coach with the New Orleans Saints from 2015 through 2016 and was a three-year starter at Auburn University. Willis earned his bachelor's degree in science and adult education in 2003. Whew, that was a mouthful. So you know what, why don't we go ahead and do this? Why don't we go ahead and play a little um why don't we go ahead and play a little song and um let me catch my breath real quick and then we'll be back after this song
0: <laughs> What is your
1: Okay, and we're back. Okay, I just need to catch my breath real quick, y'all. That was, I don't want to say intense, but oh, that was a lot of talking <laughs> in a row. So I was just going over uh, Instagram real quick, and I noticed this. Apparently, Joe Thomas and Richard Sherman are kind of, I don't want to say it's a, a Twitter word, but um, Joe Thomas had recently put out a tweet saying, you really feel bad for Richard Sherman, but this is clearly a case of ego getting in the way of his pocketbook. He's got absolutely crushed on this contract this contract while working as his own agent. Then Sherman went ahead and replied, It's actually a case of believing in who I am as a player while coming off of a major injury. But I appreciate your input. So uh that's kinda it's kinda interesting. Joe Thomas in and uh Joe Thomas and, uh, Richard Sherman getting into it, you know. Twitter fingers turned the... What was it? Trigger fingers turned into Twitter fingers. You're getting bodied by a singer, nigga. Yeah, that Drake song? Yeah, but, um... Yeah, I know, I know, I can't sing. <laughs> Y'all gotta forgive me. But, uh, I'm not Drake. Even though we're... Well, Drake's way lighter than me. But, um... Even though we're basically, I like to consider us both light-skinned, you know, because uh, even though a lot of people will consider Drake high yellow, um, I personally think that he's light-skinned. So, like you said, I'm just pumping up my chest. I'm about as big as it gets. Y'all keep wasting y'all breath. I'm the light-skinned key sweat. Anyway, um, yeah, I, th- I think even though he doesn't write his own songs, I think Drake goes hard, bro. Drake goes hard, even though he doesn't write his own music. No, Drake, or I should say, the person who writes Drake's songs goes hard, and uh, he just delivers it really well, because you can have the best rap in the entire world, but it's also about delivery. But anyway, what do y'all think about that? What do you think about Richard Sherman's contract? I mean, we haven't really gotten into this here at Niner Faithful Radio, but I mean, is this gonna be a new age with uh Sherman was very outspoken about his lack of faith in agents and you know how he hopes to be, you know, this starting a trend. And I mean, me personally I'm all for it. I mean, apparently he talked to John Snyder the GM of the Seacocks, and, you know, felt comfortable with the contract, so, you know, I don't think Sherman really got killed. I think this is the Niners coming into the situation saying, look, you're coming off of Achilles injury. We essentially really seemed that Navarro Bowman never recovered from his, and he just wasn't the same player. And so, You know, that Niners were protecting themselves. Um, Richard Sherman being a man who believes in himself and does not have a lack of confidence, whether you like him or not. You gotta admit the man man has confidence in himself. Um, you know, it's a incentive based. And so trust me, the Niners don't mind. Paying Richard Sherman this money this year. We'll talk about next year and the year after when it comes, but Niners definitely don't mind getting into the type of money they would have to pay Richard Sherman because that means he's an all-pro. And if Richard Sherman has an all-pro year this year, y'all, yeah, I would like our chances of having a successful year. I mean, who knows what could happen if Richard Sherman has an all-pro year. So keep the faith. and know what, even though I don't particularly like you as a player, you are a Niner Richard Sherman, so I have to lightweight support you. So, well, I shouldn't say lightweight. I have to support you because you're a Niner, but I won't accept you as a Niner. I will never buy your jersey until you win us a championship. Well, I won't accept you as a Niner until you win us a championship, and I will never buy your jersey. Um, y'all know if you listen to the show long enough, you know my my feelings on Richard Sherman. Okay, so enough about Richard Sherman. Let's get back to the show notes. Okay, this is seven offensive players. Updates from Kyle Shanahan. He gave his um, he gave his annual, I shouldn't say annual, his little mini camp press conference, and this is what he had to say about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Pierre Gasson for a 20-yard game to kick off the team's move the ball period on Wednesday. It's been a good process for them to get here and spend some time together and get to know each other. Go over all the webs, have some successful ones, some bad ones, stuff they can talk about, Shanahan said. Some days are better than others, but they're getting to know each other, and I think it's a good, it'll be good going into training camp and definitely be nice to have Pierre back this year. Um, You know, the rumor has been floating around a lot, and I've been hearing more and more and more, Um, is that Pierre Gasson not coming back? And not necessarily this year, but coming back next year. And so that's pretty interesting to me. Mike, is it possible he even doesn't make the squad this year? I mean I put Pierre Gasson as a lock. But if Kendrick Bourne just steps up that much. I mean, can we really be looking at a Niner roster without Pierre Casson or Dante Pettis steps up or or what? I mean, that's really interesting to me. I personally don't think it's going to happen, but a little intriguing thing to keep your eye on in training camp about Joe Williams. He said, I think his body looks a little bit better than it did last year. He put in a lot of muscle mass just how he's worked and taken advantage of the year not playing. I think Joe has made some huge strides between now and last year, and I think that's why he'll he'll have a chance. I mean, isn't it so funny that when you look back at this time last year, And now people were really believing that Joe Williams, that the the Niners weren't even going to keep Carlos Hyde on the roster. Carlos Hyde wasn't even going to make it to training camp because Joe Williams was just going to take his job. It was a foregone conclusion. And, you know, not only did that not happen, but he didn't even play last year. Now, mind you, and now this year, Kind of might show you what what they really think of a Joe Williams, because they went out and signed Jarek McKinnon, which I I, mean, I think Jer- Jerick McKinnon going to be a beast, he's fast as hell, plays hard, plays big, and I mean he's got a chip on his shoulder because he's told his whole life he couldn't do it because he's too small, and I love players like that. Bill was famous for finding players like that and like getting the best out of them. So, this is something to keep my eye on. So, go keep your eye on. Joshua Garnett, he's coming along. He's not going to be there until training camp. No, oh, be, be there until training camp, Shanahan says. That's, that's been the plan from the start. There hasn't been any setbacks, so once he gets out there, I think he'll It'll add a lot more competition for those guys, and I'm looking forward to watching it. So everybody's been talking about how, how he's a lot smaller. So we're going to go ahead and see what former first-round pick. So we'll see what he brings this year. Weston Richbrook. It's been really fun with him out there. You've got to be careful with how you run the ball in OTAs, but it kind of works to our advantage because we do so much outside Joan and not so much as a gap scheme and things like that. Shanahan said, he's been he he's been great. Him and Earl Mitchell battle every day. I think he's fit in with the guys and works as hard as everyone else, and we've been really happy so far. Um, I'm curious on, as I'm pretty sure everybody knows. The last OTA practice, not the fun barbecue day, but the last OTA practice was dominated by the defense. And Shanahan was not shy about saying it was the worst practice that we've had all year as far as offensively. So I'd be curious to find out. We've had false start penalties. I mean, there was a lot of of things going on. And I'm curious to find out that how much of those problems were quarterback-to-center exchange and things like that. I haven't heard anything specifically that that's what it was. I would have heard that it was mostly Paul Starr's type of penalties, but I'm curious to see how that that's working out because that's obviously one of the most important relationships on a football team is the quarterback and the center. And they need to be on the same page on how Weston Wittsburg needs to learn how Jimmy likes to snap, have the ball snapped, and I mean, it's a process, but very important, especially considering that he came out, Jimmy G. Cool came out and said that he very much liked Daniel Kilgore and wanted the Niners to keep him. So, we'll see about that. Dante Pettis, and he said, despite missing Wednesday's practice with a minor injury, Tuesday was Pettis' best practice that has been open to the media. Pettis' most impressive play was a contested 30 yard reception down the right sideline on a pass from C.J. Bether. I think that's the neatest thing with Dante. He, he's going. He's got the ability to help us out in a number of different areas, Shanahan said. We have the three different receiver position, and he's the skill set to where he's not the fastest guy in our team, but he can run. He's not the quickest guy, but he's, but he's quick. He's very quick, and he's got good hands. He's not big, but he's not small either. You can use him in a bunch of different spots. We got to throw him at that because it's all can get very confusing, but he's a very smart guy and taking the challenge well. I think they're really trying to find out where the best utilize him. I don't think that Dante Pettis in the future is going to be moved around. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I don't think that that's really ideally the plan. I think they don't know where to use him, and they're trying to figure that out right now. And as a backup, he – it, yeah, it's very important for him to play all receiver positions. But as a starter, I would think that ideally he would settle into one position and kind of, you know, dominate that. Shanahan said in the previous concert, um, conference, press conference, you don't want to be good at a lot of things. You want to be great at one thing. And so I think Dante's Pettis best serves the team as right now, yeah, being moved around as a backup, and you know somebody goes down, he can be the first person off the bench. But as he develops, as we get into the future, where I think that ideally he's probably going to take Pierre Garcon's spot, but I don't see him as a true number one. But Ideally you would think he would settle down until to to one spot. So Trent Taylor who apparently had to have back surgery this offseason. But I miss CAs, but well, you should be clear by camp. It's a more of a minor thing that I think Garrick Selleck had a few years ago. Something similar, something we feel very good about, Shanahan said. It's going to take a little time to heal, but he should be go if, if not right away in camp, a week into it. So they're not trying to rush him back. Backs can flare up out of nowhere, and they can be very, very, very problematic. I mean, anybody who knows somebody that has a bad back, and I know a couple people, it, it's not fun. And so it's probably best that he took care of this right now I know he was having some back and rib issues last year. So, it's probably something that lingered on from last year. I decided to get cleaned up so he does he's not dealing with it this year. Okay, now we have some observation from training camp. I took like 12 pages of notes, y'all. It was a crazy amount of notes this week. Of course, now I scrolled up too far. Um, 12, 13. Yeah, we got from Tuesday, Wednesday, defensive highlights. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get them those defensive updates from Coach Shanahan. So, on Richard Sherman, he was quoted as saying, not promise you it'll be the first day of camp, but that that, But that's the way we're looking to it. And if there's no reason to think differently, Shanahan said. So, basically, as it stands right now, unless there's setbacks, Richard Sherman's going to be available for training camp. Ruben Foster, both Kowalski Tart, and Fred Warner mentioned that Foster had brought an injury that the defense had been mi- missing in his absence. And uh, Shanahan was quoted as saying he tried – Hard to get thrown in there the very first day he got back, and we definitely had to hold him back, Shanahan said. He and head strength and conditioning coach Ray, right, just went one-on-one for about a week and and a half and got him into shape, and we started to ease him in there more last week with the reps. We built him up each day, and and starting today we should be treated just like if he was anyone else out there. Based off of rep-wise, he is in shape and ready to go, and he'll and it'll be fun having him back. So Reuben Foster's all go, bro. He's uh, definitely in training camp. We're ready to go. And see, this is a lingering issue that people don't realize from the legal battles. Reuben Foster's never had off-season. Only released an off-season, off-season programs. Last year, he was held out until training camp because of his shoulder. And this year what he got maybe a couple practices in. So, it'll be kind of interesting to see how, if that affects his development at all. I mean, it didn't seem to affect him too much last year, so, you know, and apparently he's a film rat. So, anybody who's a film rat, I, I feel com- more confident in that player missing practice to somebody who doesn't really... Take the studying film. That's just the way, as, as a rule of thumb, I always go by. Um, we got Jimmy Ward. Jimmy can help us out most where he's needed the most, which is a very good thing for a team to have, Shanahan said. It's very big compliment to Jimmy that he's capable of helping us out at nickel corner and safety. Where do we need him the most? We're not quite sure yet. But what I've been excited about is how he looked through all OTAs. So, basically, Jimmy Ward is probably not going to be a starter. And I think Jimmy Ward's time as a Niner is winding down. Uh, he, he's a, the highest defensive player. Paid defensive player on the team. And they're probably going to keep him this year as a backup. You know, uh, he's, a, he's a, when healthy, he's a starting quality player in this league. So I think that that's not the worst thing to have off, off your bench. I mean, it is what it is. The contract, you know, it is what it is. It was, you know, determined. By his job status, there's nothing the team can do about it. They can't renegotiate it. Now, obviously, they're not going to pay him, you know, what is that? I think it's 8900000 million. They're obviously not going to pay him that next year to be a backup. So, Jimmy Ward wants to be a Niner next year, he's going to have to take a significant pay cut, which generally players don't want to do. So, Jimmy Ward's time at Red and Gold could almost be over. That's interesting to look into during training camp. Adrian Colbert. Right now, it looks that way. I'm not going to make any guarantees, but if he watches the level he played at last year, was very good. And he got better the more he played, Shanahan said. We're very happy with him as our middle third player. Basically, he was asked if Adrian Colbert's a starter. Basically, Kyle Shanahan said, unless he loses the job, you know, somebody beats him out, he's going to be our starting free safety. And, oh, man, you don't know how much of an AC fan I am. And he's just, he's a beast. I think—I mean, that hit he had against the Liams last year after his cousin, Marquis Goodwin, got taken out. Man. Uh, simply amazing. Simply, simply Amazing. We signed with Fed Warner. Larry grant's named. Two thousand eighteen non wooden non wooden scouting fellow to follow. Uh Markey's Goodwin wins. Pete Pro Football Writers Association's George Hallis Award. Former Niner tackle. Oh, I already got into that. I don't know why it's in here twice. Okay, so we've got about eight minutes real quick, so what we're going to do is we're going to chop it out about a little bit of Jimmy G's struggles. Um, There'll be some highlights available in the show notes. We're going to try to launch our Patreon tomorrow. We've gotten in some difficulties, so if it's not tomorrow, it'll be sometime next week. So stay tuned for Nine or Faithful Radio for that. And part of the reward tier we're going to do is we're going to make my show notes available to y'all. I don't know what tier we're going to do it in, so stay tuned for details. But as we get more into Patreon and everything like that, we'll be figuring more things out. Oh. So, as always, hit us up on Facebook, Messenger, Twitter, Instagram, email me, text the text line. We want your ideas of the stuff that you want to see on the show, and not only on the show, but in Patreon. Uh, I'm really, really working to work with y'all, bro. And I'll try to do whatever I can to meet y'all demands. and try to get some really, really, really cool stuff for y'all. So, we're going to go ahead and be getting into another contest this week. So, I've talked to both our contest winners. They aren't able to call the show, but, you know, said thank you and everything and that they got it. So, you're welcome, y'all. And, yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and end the show this week. Uh, notes, 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 notes. There we go. Uh, but before I get out here, I'd like to remind everybody to go to seatgiant.com and use the promo code Niner Faithful Radio, all one word, to say about any ticket purchase. And also, that website again, seatgiant.com, the promo code Niner Faithful Radio. Yes, we are an affiliate program, so yes, we make money off of that. You don't get charged anymore. Cheaper than the Niner website. I've gone to some things off the Seat Giant. A couple um, took some people to a concert and some things like that. So, using that promo code Niner Faithful Radio really does work. Go ahead and save y'all some self some money and help the show out at the same time. And also, I would like to remind everybody, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as low as twenty five dollars a month. Email me at Niner Faithful Radio. Or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter for details. Also, we're going to be doing a mailbag segment starting soon. So start emailing me, texting, and messaging me your questions. And we'll get to them. So with that being said, thank everyone for listening. I'll see you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners. And also, y'all want to make sure we check out. Um, I'll go ahead and announce it right now. We have the CEO of. of you know what? I'll go ahead and make it a, a actual video about it and everything like that. So, go to Nine Faithful Radio tomorrow, or go to our event. It's right there on our Facebook page. You go to the event. It'll explain everything. I'll go ahead and make a probably a video tomorrow, breaking it all down better. We we got to get in some. Not some details, but we got to work out a couple of things. So um, we'll figure that all out. So, so I'll see y'all next week. Peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners.